Hier is ingeskakel op Understanding Autism op 105 FM en by ons in die atelier vandag, Geier Heather Swartz van Leidenburg. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You are in an interesting position of being the mother of two adult sons who are both on the autism spectrum. Yeah, it's very, very different because um, they're very different. Both the children are just so different. They both have autism. But boy, you cannot, the one, it's like chalk and cheese. And um, yeah, the, the one teaches you a certain way of doing things and the other one teaches you another way of doing things. But as I say, we don't know anything different. We don't know different. We don't know, it's not like our child was fine and then he wasn't fine. So yeah, we only know autism. It's been, uh, they've been autistic since birth. Well, look, Dylan started speaking and all the developmental milestones were reached. Dylan, Tyron was the same. And then when they got to about two, Tyron, Tyron was actually fine. And then we, um, um, we gave him, I'm going to mention it, but it's a big controversy thing. We gave him the MMR injection and then Tyron didn't lose his speech, but he never gained any speech for about two years. With Dylan, um, Dylan started speaking. He would say no and ma and, and then he just stopped. And he's never spoken again. And it's like we've had him at speech therapists. We, oh, listen, the road that we've traveled on. And we've just never got speech out of him. And so it just taught us, look, we, we need to communicate in a different way. But um, The yeah. diagnosis of being autistic, at what age did they both get the diagnosis? And how did that affect you as a mother and father? Look, I'm one of those, give me a name, I want to know what I'm dealing with. You want I don't label. want to sit in the corner and, and, and worry about it. Because for us, it was a, I would say it was about a, a five-year journey of, I knew I'm a teacher, I knew my children should be speaking, I knew Tyron should be developing more words, Dylan wasn't saying anything. I knew there was something wrong, but I didn't know what. And they, doctors, we've been to doctors, specialists, oh my word, I, the list is long. And they kept saying, they're boys, relax. They do everything at their own, own pace. You know, you're just in too much of a hurry. And five years of pillar to post, it was, I never, ever want to go through that again. The day we got the diagnosis, it was a case of, it was like the world was lifting off our shoulders. It was like, now we know what we're dealing with. Now we have a way forward. Because it's, 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 it's like a roller coaster that you can't get off. And if you don't know what you're dealing with, it's even worse. Well, for a lot of parents don't like to know that there's something wrong with their children. I mean, no parent wants to know there's something wrong with your child, you know. But no, I'd rather have and rather have a diagnosis. Dylan was going about five, going on six. Tyron was just going on seven. When we officially had a professor from Tara Hospital tell me, your children have autism. And then I thought, okay. But those years of not knowing are not... I don't ever want to go through that again. Did you know to suspect autism and what kind of specialists did they send you to? We went from doctors, pediatricians, um, we went to psychologists and one of the psychologists said, oh, you're not dealing with autism, your child's not sitting in a corner rocking. And we were thinking, okay, all right, so it's not autism. Meantime, not every child sits in a corner and rocks, you see, because... Their symptoms, are, the, the way they express themselves are so different. Dylan is a constant rocker. Dylan will tap and rock. Tyron will, he talks to himself. He'll mutter and he talks to himself and he'll tap on his legs. Two, totally different, they call it stimming. 
um, responses. But, yeah, and they kept telling me this. I don't think at that stage, look, it's quite a long time ago, somebody wanted to put it on paper. You know, it was like, and, you know, the, the help that we were getting then was very limited. I had to get everything from America, and it was like books and um, picture exchange systems and but yeah, I think today, in, now, there's a lot more available and with Cindy, what Cindy is doing now is fantastic because you pick up the phone and you say, Cindy, a dentist who understands this, Cindy will say, okay, try this, a doctor, go to that doctor. And that is what parents need. They need some sort of way forward. And yeah, but it was, it was a roller coaster ride. It's still a roller coaster ride, but we still hit it wrong. Trust me. <laughs> but at least now we know what it is. Uh, this was 20 years ago, the diagnosis, a little bit About more. 23 years ago. Mm. So it's, uh, and autism awareness has come a long way, but I think it's still got a long way to go. Um, society are very, they don't like things that are different. People don't like things that are different. And um, they're scared. They're scared of these children. I'm talking about children, adults, whatever, because they behave differently. And that's what I like about young children. They will come and say, why does Tyron do that? What's wrong with Dylan? Why doesn't he speak? And I'd rather have that response because then you can say, well, you know, the Lord made him that way, and, but we're helping him. And, you know, you can sort of educate where as adults, well, your child needs discipline. Oh, he needs a hiding. You know, why is he tantruming? Meantime, it's an absolute meltdown in a shop. So you learn to grow very thick skin when you have children with autism. You said you are still get it wrong as a mm. mom to this day. My husband and I continually get it wrong. Tyron will say to us, I will give him instructions. And instead of one at a time, okay, Tyron, do that and then do that. It's like this long list and I've lost him on the first instruction. And Tyron will come and say to me, mom, you need to be more specific. And even, as I say, we, even we get it wrong. Even now we will expose him to something very quickly and he's not ready for it, and then he shuts down. He will. Dylan is, I think, a bit more tolerant because he just, Dylan just goes with the flow and he's happy. But Tyron needs to be forewarned, prepared, and that sort of thing. And we do, we still get it wrong. I admit it, I still get it wrong. But Tyron is, I couldn't get a better teacher. So please be more specific. And yeah, then we sit back and we think, okay. We're doing this wrong. <laughs> Let's try again. <laughs> Tyrone was in a mainstream school. Yes, from grade one to grade three. Um, then in grade one, he, he was all right, but he loved reading. So reading was an issue and writing was an issue. But when he got to grade two, the children, children are very, oh, they're so perceptive. And then the, you know, the, the teasing and, and Tyrone would have like this meltdown when his pencil, pens and pencils were not there. And of course they got this reaction that was strange. Children are children, and then it just got worse, and then Tyron would shut down for the day, and he would not do any more schoolwork. So I would we'd come home after school. I was teaching grade fours, and then we'd sit and finish the rest of his work and whatever, and when he got to grade three, the bullying got quite bad. And then I decided, do I sit with an adult that has major issues, psychological issues because of the bullying, or do I take him out and try the homeschooling route? I mean, it was just one of those things that... So we decided to do the homeschooling route because I said, you know, he's dealing with so much as it is. By the time he gets to an adult, if, you know, bullying, bullying is a terrible thing. So you, Just for normal neurotypical children, it's hectic. You had a di diagnosis before you sent him to grade one. 
Yes, I had a diagnosis. And, and when he was at the nursery school, the nursery school teacher said, keep him back a year, keep him back a year. And I decided, you know, I'm going to give it a try. We put him in grade one when he was supposed to go to grade one. And um, it was slow going, you know, because now suddenly he's not one on his own. He's sitting in a classroom of like 30 children. But, um, yeah, so we did this and we had the diagnosis. And fortunately, he went to the school where I was teaching, which did make it easier. And the teachers were more open to tell us how to deal with him, how do we work, what will work for him. You know, I was able to sort of give them some sort of guidance and we, we ourselves were still learning. Um, but, yeah, by the end of grade three, it, it got to the point where we couldn't, we couldn't do this anymore. It was one or the other. Did Tyron finish school? Tyron got, we actually went on to the, we went, did homeschooling. We did brain line, brain lane. Brain line for two years. And then it got to doing a lot of research that he couldn't do on his own. So then I went over to the um, uh, ACE. We did the ACE homeschooling system where, you, where it was in books. You order the books from America and it's, they call them paces. And you go from pace one to pace 12 and then you finish. And that worked for Tyron because it was so structured. And once he did that complete 12 paces, then he could move on to the next one and, then, and, and the next and the next, let's say in English. English was an issue, home language, you know, you can hear, it's, it's just just the terminology and all that. But the history, he, he flew through the history because he loves facts, dates, biology he liked with the animals. So we managed to get him. He, he's been given a, um, what, in, look, I'm, I'm still quite old school, so it was the old grade 8 practical, uh, grade uh, standard eight practical that we used to do so they got i don't know what they would call it now so he's got he, he got to sort of grade 10 level on all his subjects excepting like for maths and things like that so then they said look they will grant him a like your your grade eight your, a standard eight practical certificate he can do it he's able you know and so they gave him a certificate and but it was a long haul it wasn't always easy and of course we had to function like a school Start at eight, finish at one. <laughs> no, no disruptions in between. But yeah. Structure is very important to autistic children. Yes, routine. I've, well, in, in our house, routine is, I think it's a saving grace for us. Um, look, we do have days where Dylan gets his days and nights mixed up and then he will da-da-da and play, all, play in his room and whatever and then it's three o'clock in the morning and sleep all day. But even with Dylan, he the, at 12 o'clock, He'll know it's lunchtime. Although he cannot talk, he cannot tell me he's hungry, he'll, he knows. 12 o'clock, 5 o'clock, we do dinner. And breakfast is a bit another story because he could be sleeping till 10, you know. But with Tyron's structure, is, it's everything. Everything. A place for everything and everything in its place. And that is in all facets of his life. You moved from Gauteng to Leidenburg. Why did you move and what challenges did you have with the move? Well... Um, my husband actually moved to one of the mines here in um, outside Leidenburg. So, of course, we made the move. Our biggest challenge was to – Tyron was so used to being close to my mom and dad, and he was so used to being in that area. Now, suddenly, we're moving away from the area. We're moving away from my mom and dad. That was a big thing. It took us a long time for him to process all of this and the move and whatever. When we eventually moved – um, Tyron was, he struggled. He struggled with the whole um, granny and grandpa are so far away. And, you know, it was, it took us a while to settle down. 
once he got settled, we, the first thing we did was get the schooling up and running and get him into that routine. And then we would go to my mom once a month so that he could see. And then slowly we'd go, then once every five weeks, six weeks. And eventually it became routine. It became way of life. Tyron has Asperger's, which Oops. is uh, also, it is on the autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. And he recently wrote a book. Yes. My Life as an Aspie. What did you as his mother learn from his perspective? Just from that book, from Tyron writing a book, that book made us realize that we, in many facets, try, we, we think he thinks the way we do. And they don't. And that was probably one of the biggest things that came out of that book, was the fact that things that he, he remembered, and, and we would think, well, you know, did that really happen or whatever? But, um, yeah, the big thing was that we, that's why I say we still get it wrong, was that his way of thinking and perceiving the world was is just so different to our perspective and our, our perception of everything. And that was the biggest eye-opener for us when you wrote the book. And that was after how many years we'd be going on this road, <laughs> this journey. Mm. But he also, he can work. I think there's a misconception about uh, that maybe adult people on the spectrum cannot, but they can. They can. I think that's probably one of the biggest misconceptions. You know, a lot of people think, oh, you're autistic till you're 18 and then it stops. Unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. You're autistic until the day you're no longer here. And um, they can work. You know, Tyron, um, for five years, he did stock taking for friends of ours that owned an engine garage. And what worked for him there was the, it doesn't change. You go in, you print your sheets, you count the stock, you put it on the computer, and you can go every month, it doesn't change. And he flourished. He actually... He came out of his shell because of that. He really, really flourished. And um, there's a lot of young adults out there that can do it. And I'm, I'm hoping that the businesses in Nelspreit, Lowfelt, White River, I'm hoping, hoping they would, they'll open their doors and say, you know what, let's give these youngsters a chance. Give them something that, where they don't need to think out the box. Find out what they're good at and let them run with it. And I'm telling you now, you will not have a better employee than someone with autism. They are not disabled. They are just differently abled. Yes, perfect. I couldn't have said it better. It's not a disability. It's a different ability. And for us, we need to learn what works for them. What are your concerns for your sons and their future? Well, this might sound strange, but I need to live for another 100 years because my biggest concern is Tyron will be fine in the sense that he would probably need... Um, care but it would be just his is everything alright supervision supervision basically mm-hmm. so Tyron would be able to live on his own he can function he can cook for himself whatever whatever but with Dylan Dylan needs 24 hour care for the rest of his life and our biggest issue is um, where where do we put him I will not put my child in a home I've decided it's not an option. Fortunately, we're in the position that we are that I can still look after him at home, and some people, some parents don't have that option. They really don't. But um, my biggest concern is what will happen to them when I'm not here because they don't understand them the way I do. What yeah. is the most rewarding thing about your children? They're so honest. Well, Dylan doesn't speak, but Tyron does not. You cannot tell him, please tell this little white lie or whatever. It doesn't. 
It doesn't work. If it's not like that, you don't do that. And I think it's just eye-opening to think that he, he can be so forgiving and so um, honest. You know, there's, it's like there's, there's no – he doesn't try to be um, – he doesn't try to run people down. He doesn't try to, to make somebody look bad or whatever. It's just what you see is what you get, and it's that whole – the blinkers are off. That is autism in one in one sentence is what you see is what you get. That is how they are. There's no deviousness. There's no ugliness. You know, there just isn't. What do you want people to know about your sons or behaving when they meet your sons? I just want them to be open to the fact that they don't need to look at me and say, oh, they're okay, you know, look at mom first. Um, it's just accept them. Accepting them, say, you know, this is Tyra and this is Dylan. Dylan I always say Dylan is nonverbal because I don't want people to think he's rude. Um, but it's just to to treat them, to treat them like you would any, anyone else. They don't need to be looked down upon or whatever. Just if you're not sure, ask. Your biggest, if you're not sure, ask the mom and dad. Some parents... You know, they don't like it. I do. I would ask, you know, how, uh, what can we do? What will make it easier? Ask the questions because that's the only way that we can get the information out there. And that's why I said this, this, this Indigo Foundation that Cindy has now started, it's, I tell you, it's, it's going to be, an, the people in Nelspray do not know how lucky they are because otherwise it's Joburg, Cape Town, Pretoria. It's, you know what, you need something here. And I'm telling you now, if, they need to support it. They, they need to run with this because it's, it's going to open many doors. We that stand outside of a, the, the autism circles, what would you like us to know about you as a mother and the challenges that you have? Autism is not easy. Let me tell you, I said you grow very thick skin, number one. And secondly, it's, it's, it's a roller coaster. It's like the world's biggest roller coaster that you cannot get off. The highs are high, the lows are low, and then everything else in between. And um, I think sometimes parents can come across as being very rude and very offish when, when, when they are faced with um, society out there that doesn't understand. And then it's just that, you know, you're using all your, your patience and your skills and everything to just try and raise your child or your children. So when the mom just loses it or dad is just, can't function anymore you know just sort of take a step back and yeah society must just it's all about awareness it's all about knowing you know okay not everyone we only knew about autism when they gave it gave us a diagnosis i'd never heard of it before but yeah just be open to to asking questions and gaining knowledge and awareness of it what message would you give parents who recently heard the diagnosis it does get better it does. They go through phases. Um, when we first got this, we thought, oh, we were so happy to have a diagnosis. And then you have your highs and you have your lows, and the teenage years are difficult. And, you know, because the hormones are going, and, you know, and, and then they just start doing all these strange things. And But you know what? It gets better. It gets easier. And I think once you know what works for them, once you know what the way of doing something will, will, will be able to help them, it gets easier. But I know it's finding that. 
and trust me, it's you get it wrong and you go from pillar to post, whatever, in your own home. But yeah, I think it's a tyrant. We never. The one thing I insisted on that he get his driver's license. It didn't happen when he was 18, but it's fine. He, he sat behind that simulating machine and he learned how to drive. And then we took it step by step because that's the only way you get through this. You have bad days, but you also have good days and probably the most rewarding when there's a breakthrough. It's the most rewarding feeling when something just falls into place and you think, oh, God, I did it right. I did something right. <laughs> but, yeah, that's tomorrow. There's, an, there's always a tomorrow. There's always another day. What went through your mind when you stood on the other side of that glass and saw and heard Tyrone speak here? To me, that is such an achievement because it's, it's taken years. It's taken years for him just to speak to people he doesn't know. And you will notice the eye contact the, you know, and that whole thing. But the fact that he was able to sit here and tell you how he feels and how he sees things. He might not have always understood the questions that you were asking him or he might have misinterpreted them. But the fact that he could stand there and just say, well, you know, this is how I feel and this is how I... To me, that's a major achievement. I couldn't ask for more than that. I couldn't ask for better. Heather Swarse is the van and Dylan. All my kinders of the autism spectrum. And was understanding autism in samenwerking met die Inigo Smiles Autism Foundation op 100.5 FM. Thank you so much for coming in and bringing your sons and sharing your story with us and our listeners. I think it's very valuable. Thanks so much for having me. And please, the people of the Lowfelt support Cindy. I tell you, it's going to be, it's going to be like a treasure, treasure chest of knowledge. And yeah, and thanks for having me.